This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, March 16th, one wherever. And however you're connected, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan on the day after not Selection Sunday. <sighs> yeah, it's still frustrating and sad, right? That uh, no, no March Madness, more like March Sadness. Uh, but we'll break down some of the brackets that did come out. The NCAA Tournament Selection Committee didn't put out a bracket. I was hoping they would. And it's fun to see the bracket reveal, right? And as many as, many as just a couple days ago, we were having conversations with basketball about what's the plan, da 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 uh, nothing. But uh, the genius that is Mark Pope got his homies at CBS, Greg Gumbel and uh, Seth Davis and Clark Kellogg, and they uh, gave him some audio. And then the genius that is Kieran Giroux, uh, a.k.a. Kiwi, in the athletic department, put together this video that Mark Pope tweeted out yesterday. Love it. Next up on the board on this selection Sunday, the Cougars of BYU, headed up by Coach Mark Pope in his first season out in Provo. And Clark, his Cougars made their presence felt in the West Coast Conference. The BYU Cougars, high-octane offense personified, spurtability in spades. They shoot the three, older veteran team, nothing's going to phase them. And in Yoli Childs, they've got a back-to-the-future big who can eat big time in that pain area. A tough out will be the Cougars. Clark, I totally agree. As you know, I've loved this BYU team all season long. The best three-point shooting team in the nation with Jake Toulson and TJ Hawes, Alex Barcelo firing from three around Childs on the inside. And I'm telling you, Clark, if BYU makes the run through the bracket that I expect, the mustache on Zach Selyas is going to be the most famous basketball mustache since Larry Bird's. I like BYU as my sleeper pick to make it to Atlanta. This is a very, very good team. (laughs) <laughs> Remember the stash. Oh, I'm so happy to see that part from Seth Davis uh, recognizing Zach Selyus. So good. And the stash. Fertability in spades. It's Love good it. to know people. No, right? that, no, that was great. That was great. And uh, Kiwi did such a good job on that. Nice job. It felt real. Felt real. Uh, today's show lineup also very real, including Jake Toulson, who will join us in studio to discuss the emotions of watching the video we just showed you. And how he's coping with the harsh closure to the BYU basketball season. What does his immediate future hold? All of that on the table. Ed Eyestone, BYU track and field coach, coach of the year. He will talk to us about the NCAA's ruling on spring sports and the seniors being able to come back with an added year of eligibility. How will that change the program? Man, when you step back, is the Corona redshirt a thing that will extend to winter sports as well? This is, uh, you know. I have an opinion there. Let's chat in a minute. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. In the meantime, here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Selection Sunday canceled, but bracket projections still exist. Notably, ESPN's Joe Lenardi and CBS's Jerry Palm had their brackets with BYU as a sixth seed both playing in the West region of the bracket, while USA Today had BYU as a five seed. Sportsline projected the Cougars to make it to the Sweet 16 after 10,000 simulations. What's Sportsline? It's a Las Vegas uh, betting odds. Sounds made up. Scenario. What's your name? Sportsline. 
hey, they went to the social media and it got run. Good for them because uh, they are, they're filling the void. Doesn't mean the name's good. Had BYU beating Stanford and Seton Hall before falling to San Diego State in a hypothetical rematch in the Sweet 16. <sighs> The NCAA announced it is planning on extending eligibility of athletes participating in spring sports. Shockingly, the NCAA makes a good decision. That's two in a row. Although the uh, the last one is, uh, you know, one that's just sad, even though it's the right one. At BYU, that means baseball, golf, softball, tennis, men's volleyball, and outdoor track and field. They will also discuss winter sports like basketball, gymnastics, swimming and diving, and indoor track and field. More on this in a moment. It was announced on Friday that BYU spring football practices are suspended indefinitely. Not a surprise. We'll keep you updated on any significant changes to the gridiron schedule as we move forward. And then four players, boom, are in Florida, like, over the weekend. Okay. And BYU football pro day scheduled for March 27th is postponed as well. And to be assumed, uh, the spring game and everything. Basically, any public gathering, it feels like, is suspended. At this point. Depends on the state. Like California shut down restaurants and movie theaters and whatnot as of last night. So there you go. It's, it's, getting, uh, it's getting World War Z up in here. It's incredible how quickly things have moved. Uh, that said, as long as we can be here, let us reiterate that we'll keep doing this show. And hopefully we provide some sort of distraction that is of positive nature. And we're, and we're happy to be here as long as we can be. And uh, we'll keep discussing the world of BYU sports as this evolves on a day-to-day basis. Until that, we can't be here. Until we can't we're be. We're going to be here. Yeah. So all rise and shout. We need you. It's time for What's Trending. Presented by Trio. We're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. False start presented by Trio Senior Living. First and 15, at least it's football, right? <laughs> We just went through the bracket matchups for BYU. ESPN's Joe Lenardi has the Cougars as a six seed yep. in the West, taking on Indiana in Albany. Uh, again, all of this is hypothetical. Taking on the Cookie Monster. Yeah, all of this is hypothetical. <laughs> Archie. Jerry Palm of CBS had BYU as a six seed as well in the West region, playing a, an 11 seed from a play in nature. Jerem. But UCLA or Stanford? Is that UCLA or Stanford, correct. Which bracket matchup do you like more between Lenardi and Palm? Uh, I like Lenardi's more. Uh, I like six seed uh, Indiana in Albany, 12.40 p.m. That'd be the second game or third game of the day, two point favorite. Indiana was a team that uh, went 20 and 12 in the Big Ten, 9 and 11 in league. I do, I do like the idea of if you're not 500, you shouldn't make the tourney. Uh, 5 and 8 away from Assembly Hall, so they struggled on the road, so perhaps BYU on a neutral court would be all right. Net of 56, Ken Palm of 34, so big disparity there. Good team, not a great team. Uh, 4 and 10 versus Quad 1, uh, Tracy Jackson Davis, 13 and a half points a game, 8.5 rebounds. I would have liked that matchup against Yoli Childs. That would have been fun. Yeah, I'd, I would have liked to play Indiana, a blue blood. That would have been fun in the first round. UCLA, a rematch, uh, that's not going to happen. So one of the bracketing principles uh, kind of broken there, Poss- possibly, right? Stanford, a team that BYU played a couple years ago in an NIT one-and-done situation. Um, yeah, I, I think Lenardi would have been the most intriguing matchup to me. Interesting that both of them had BYU playing in Albany because a week ago we were kind of like, oh, it's going to be St. Louis, maybe it's going to be Spokane if BYU is a five-seed. Oh, I, th- it I didn't matter. know where it'd go. It doesn't matter. One of the All, four Thursday centers. I don't know. The upstate New York situation for BYU with, uh, the, with Joseph Smith, the church history, and Jimmer Fredette's ties is interesting. The, uh, yeah, the, two of the Jays? 
Joseph and Jimmer, <laughs> right? Okay. The Albany situation is interesting. But I am of the opinion that BYU would benefit from just having to prepare for one opponent. And I think it depends on the coach you talk to. I uh, got you. But not having to prepare for two teams and not knowing who you're going to play. And I know there are people that, well, hey, they'll be worn out. they got to play on Tuesday and day, and they're going to turn around. They're not going to beat BYU. They're going to be tired. I, I don't know. I don't know if I buy into that. I don't, I don't know, Dennis. Because St. Mary's, uh, they figured out a way to beat BYU after playing a double overtime game on Saturday and then having to play on Monday, we right? Gotta, well, you got to bring I'm just saying. A week so, ago. Uh, that was the longest week of our lives, by the way. And it's still going. That was the longest week <laughs> of our lives. Yes. Oh, and it's just beginning. Yes. Wednesday feels like an eternity ago. We were in <laughs> Vegas at this time last week. What? So I'm, I like, I like the scenario right of BYU only preparing for one team. Just simplify the process. Mm. And the Cougars, remember, didn't lose back-to-back games yeah. all year. Yeah. All season. So it doesn't matter who they play. Uh, whoa, I like whoa, BYU's whoa. chances, ability to bounce back as a six seed against whoever would fit on that 11 seed line. I'm trying not to think about how awesome this day would have been if it were normal. Making preparations. I'm not to because we would have been celebrating BYU in the bracket. Yes, they, they, they got in. They were probably this, a six seed, even though they probably should have been like a five, whatever. Avoid the 512 for all you scaredy cats. Um, it's fine if you're scared now. There's, like, legit reasons to be scared. Um, it, this is such a fun day, right? And BYU would have left tomorrow. They would have practiced on the court Wednesday. They would have played Thursday. We would have been celebrating a win Friday. They would have played Saturday. We would have been celebrating a win Saturday. And BYU in the Sweet 16, potentially. Who knows? We'll never know that. And it's just it's just a, a major bummer, man. It's the right move, societally. But it still doesn't mean it's not hard. It's pretty incredible with how much the world revolves around live sports. That became very evident yeah. to me over the weekend. Yeah. Now, I'm going to get on my soapbox here for a second. About 10 years ago, there were those, I'm not going to say who or where, but at the university, that looked down upon sports <laughs> and said, there's no future in this. <laughs> well, look who's live <laughs> right now. A sports show. Okay? I felt... Uh, th- that was unfair criticism. I'm not going to say who or where. If you talk to me privately, I'll tell you the exact name of the person. <laughs> but I, listen, live sports matter. They're a distraction from real life. And now that we, now that real life is really hard and we don't have sports, life's even harder, right? We don't have that distraction. We can't go to the movie theater as easily or at all, right? Maybe you shouldn't. I don't know. Up to you. But, uh, and, and get away from this, right? But this is a serious thing, and we don't have sports. Um, but you're going to have this one hour as long as we can do this. I'm grateful for the opportunity. As I was driving to work this morning, I just felt an immense sense of gratitude that I could leave the house and come and do this. We may not in a few weeks. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think anyone does. And right not now, taking right? it for granted. Yeah. I'm not taking this for granted. Yeah, exactly. Okay, top of two. The NCAA announced it is has granted extended eligibility for spring sports, as we mentioned in the headlines. Do you love this or really love this? I really love this because the NCAA has made another correct decision. Wow. Hallelujah. Do the next right thing, Frozen 2. Unprecedented stuff from the NCAA. Yes, they have made multiple correct decisions within the same calendar week. It's incredible. So I really love this. And I'm so happy for the athletes, especially the spring sports that were just getting their seasons going, that they'll at least have the option. Do you want to come back and play? 
you want to come back and participate, you can. Yeah. This is one million percent the correct thing to do because I felt gutted, especially for BYU teams like softball who were really coming into their own. And I look at Riley Jensen McFarland specifically, and she said, I'm just absolutely heartbroken. She's the best player on this BYU team. This is her senior season. She was off to a remarkable start. If she wants to come back, she can. The BYU track and field squads are better than they have been collectively in a long time. The state of BYU athletics as a whole is trending towards historic uh, accomplishments, right? I mean, they, they are. need football to catch up. Yes. Let's go. Okay. So I really love this. As for the winter sports still being discussed, I, I am intri- I'm interested to see what the NCAA rules specifically for men's basketball. How are they too far into the season? I think they are. Are they too far into the yeah. season to say? Yeah, I think you I know think what? It'd be weird to give them come a come back another year. Yeah, or, I, I think that'd be weird. Okay, I do. Or do they do what Greg Rebell is suggesting they do? And he brought up kind of a, a scenario that I hadn't hadn't even crossed my mind, and That's that Greg is does. an expanded bracket where if your team qualified for the bracket this year, I don't know how they qualified for the bracket. They didn't release the final one. You have exemption. They should have. I, I don't know. Does the selection committee say? Hey, uh, for those that were going to be in, that it's now a '96 team field just for I next wish year. Had done that, yeah. So I don't know. Like those, all of these things to think about. I really love the fact that they have decided to bring the spring sports athletes back. I'm ecstatic about the spring sports. The NCAA has a history of doing the wrong thing, and now they've done the right thing. Uh, this is great. So those sports, as mentioned, that apply at BYU spring specifically, baseball, golf. That's good for Peter Quest, although he should probably just go pro. He's really good. He's going to. Uh, Softball, tennis, outdoor track and field, not indoor. Indoor is in winter. Outdoor track and field, and then men's volleyball. I'm particularly thinking of Mickey Yauhianen and Will Stanley, those two guys. Can those guys come back? Do they want to next year? Mickey, we'll see. He's so academically inclined that he may just graduate and go to grad school. So, like, he's an excellent student. Let's go to grad school at BYU, I'm not, Mickey. Saying, I'm not saying Will Stanley's not an excellent student, but he's a great setter, too. Um, <laughs> he's awesome. And Will quoted my tweet um, about him saying, oh, if I have the opportunity, I will. His name's Will, so there you go. Uh, Winter, I don't, I don't know. I, I think they played too much in several of the sports. Like basketball, I think they – I think they played too much. I think it's just done. That's my thought on that. Would you be unhappy if they granted at least no, the opportunity? No, I don't think it makes less sense, though. Like, they didn't, they didn't get a play. BYU, like, if BYU was one and done, it's one game difference. You don't get a whole season for one or two or even three games. It's max six for most of these people. BYU played its conference tournament already. Yeah. Uh, you have to wonder if guys like Dalton Nixon and Zach Selyus would – opt to come back and play another full season. It'd be if, fun to, don't get me wrong, if it'd they be were fun given to have a chance. I just, I just, I don't know how much it would impact guys like TJ Haas and Jake Toulson and Yoli Childs who are going to have professional basketball. I have questions about how does it work. With, there's yeah. a lot of logistics that go into that, but the idea is good to, okay, spring, you get a comeback. You didn't get a play. Let's go. Yes. Question of the day. Did the NCAA do the right thing in saying they plan to extend the eligibility of spring sports athletes? Um, the answer is yes. I, I would love to hear anybody that does not think that they did the right thing, and we're going to do that with Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Mr. Scoob's answers on Twitter. Scoob! Of course, it's a no-brainer. Now they need to extend winter sports. No March Madness equal, equals tons of work and build up for nothing. Now this is where the conversation gets kind of muddled, right? Going back to what we were just talking about with basketball. Does no March Madness 
mean the NCAA should grant an entire season back to these senior athletes? Because it starts in late September. Well, the season is the beginning of November, but yeah. The practices, I mean. Oh, if we're going practices, it gets complex, yeah. I, I, I feel like no. I, I feel like you just call it with basketball. It's just unfortunately over. Okay, coming up, Jake Toulson will join us in the studio. What has all this been like for him as a senior? Plus, BYU track and field coach Ed Eyestone on what it was like to tell his team their season was over and how he would explain the last week. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Listen, there's no BYU games this season, but there's plenty from previous seasons. Games on demand. You want to watch what we've got? Hopefully we've got what you want. We have some great games on demand on the BYU TV app and on BYUtv.org. You can watch uh, football games and basketball and some others. Check it out. And you know the results to those, which makes it fun because winning is fun. We don't post a ton of the losses either, so there you go. But I did see something <laughs> over the weekend that I thought was hilarious and ingenious. Uh, and I think several groups of one of my tweets? This. No. Oh, but those, dang it. Some of those are borderline genius. Okay. I saw a group of college students fill out a Sweet 16 bracket, hypothetically, based on this year's seeds. And then they used an old NCAA basketball game and just simulated the games, video game style, and watched them unfold. Not knowing what's happening nice. to see who would project the winner and bets and all that stuff and i thought that is really funny that that is creativity that is, and it's desperate because we are all desperate <laughs> what sports, so, ah, sports. Want yeah. sports by the way uh, uh side note i am going to bring in the xbox 360 we are going to simulate uh if not play an entire yeah. college football season on the xbox 360 while we wait okay? hopefully we do it in studio c on the uh, okay. 27 We're going, we are going yeah. to do that that, that is going to happen and so. and i wish we could put it on officially through BYU sports nation can't do that Maybe if we just do it through my Twitter, we can do that. <laughs> but, yeah, so the social media, maybe that's the, the back door that's for the this, back right? door? Okay. Well, we've now declared it, so here we are. Joining us now in Studio B to discuss things that are of much more importance uh, is... And another guy we could play video games Ed with. Ed Stone. Yes, Coach, you are welcome to come play some type of video games. Maybe we'll get the old Nintendo track and <laughs> that, field. That, maybe that would work track, fine. The yes, world yes. track meet game. I, I'm more Pong. Pong came out when I was in high school. Yeah. Uh, we were just riveted watching this little dot come across... Boop. <laughs> wow. Boop. That's amazing. Okay, Boomer. Break out the Atari. <laughs> yes. Did you ever – so obviously you're an Olympian and like three-time national champ. Three? Did I miss any? Three? Uh, it actually, actually was four. But it was four. Who, I was going to say. Who's counting? Who's counting? You should. You won. Um, did you ever do that? So Nintendo, the original one, the NES, they had a little mat you lay on the ground and you'd like pitter-patter oh, and then not, jump. It, it was at that? a party one time and I played that. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty slow twitch, so I probably didn't even win the, the – You had to race the yes. cheetah and you're the not bear. Doing, <laughs> you're not doing like the marathon on the yeah, NES? No. Yeah. No, didn't want to do that. <laughs> the 10K. Yeah. Uh, Ed, understandably, these are very, very unique and uh, unparalleled times. Um, so let's start with uh, how would you explain the last week of your life as a coach and just as a human being? In this yeah, country? I mean, like everybody else, it's very surreal, uh, unprecedented times that we're living through. And obviously, uh, we want to support uh, you know, the World Health Organization and, and all those in, involved in making the decisions here in the United States in terms of what we're doing. So very supportive. The, the decisions 
decisions that are being made now in terms of shutting down things are going to save lives. So that's very important. Uh, but obviously, when they were first being shut down on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, uh, it was it was very disappointing. And uh, again, just just surreal. Uh, we had our team uh, down in Albuquerque, New Mexico, getting ready for the. Um, for the indoor championships and very excited about that and the prospects and our athletes have worked so hard and to get in a position to compete uh, at the national meet. And then to, you know, the first thing that we heard was that the, an athlete from Harvard was not being allowed to fly out. And we just thought, Oh, well, that was a, that's kind of a rash move. You know, how, how could they not allow him to come out? And that was Wednesday afternoon when we got there. And then by Wednesday evening, I think the whole uh, thing transpired with the NBA in terms of shutting down the NBA. Then Thursday morning uh we just thought well okay well we're here so uh, the the meet will proceed uh but then uh the big 10 i think pulled out the acc pulled out and then we were thinking well everybody else is still here so maybe they'll just redraw the heats and then about three o'clock or so was when the the final announcement was made and and obviously we we understand i mean it it kind of puts things in perspective when we're talking about lives uh uh and and this the spread of the disease i understand the the importance for uh in some cases quarantining or at least social distancing and so we're totally supportive of that but also uh, a feeling of kind of um devastation i guess maybe devastation is a little too strong in terms of just canceling uh, a season but huge disappointment more so for the athletes than for the coaches uh you know we're gonna you know coach most coaches are going to be back for the foreseeable future and and continue their careers but for our student athletes particularly our senior athletes that have focused and 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 this was going to be their you know their their swan song their senior years when they get their their best times their best marks and the, and the culmination of their uh collegiate dreams and in some cases setting themselves up for professional contracts and to then have that just kind of cut off uh, was very disappointing. And, and uh, you know, I was proud of, of our athletes, the way that they uh, kind of took that on. And, the you know, in the case of, of my guys, you know, what do you do to handle the disappointment of the NCAA meet being canceled when you've worked all, all year in all, all your lifetime, athletic lifetime, to get there, to become an All-American? A guy like Taylor Franco, who uh, I think is number three on our all-time uh, mile indoor list and was just looking to, to make a splash on the national scene and and to have that that rug pulled out for him. What did he do? He went for a tw- he got in his uh, in his uniform and his singlet BYU singlet and shorts that he was going to compete in, and <laughs> he went with his three teammates and they went out and went on a twelve mile run out along the Rio Grande River. And uh, I just went, man, I am proud of you, you men, you know, because you are making the best of a really tough situation. And so that that was awesome. I saw you tweeted about that, and <clears throat> that's pretty cool. Yeah, to see no, them really cool. Y yeah, and yeah. Uh, still hang in there. Um, tell us about some of the other athletes, uh, and you can't name everyone, of course, oh, but no. highlight some of the, 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 I guess best stories from perhaps seniors that uh, won't get an outdoor season now. And and luckily, Ed, the NCA is saying, okay, outdoor sports, we're going to grant eligibility. Yeah, outdoor, outdoor is still uh, there, but uh, obviously, if you're a senior and you're going to make that. Uh, uh, happen, then you got to kind of reevaluate. Okay, do I add another minor? Do I get a double major? And so, uh, and and many of these athletes have job opportunities already out there. So it'd be a real sacrifice for them to do that. But I'm really uh, pleased that the NCAA has said, "Hey, listen, we're going to give those those spring sport athletes an opportunity." And and they're still talking about the the winter sport athletes as well. Uh, 
you know, later in the day, uh, as I kind of came to terms with, uh, you know, my athletes, I, then I also started thinking about, well, what about, uh, you know, Sean Olmstead and his amazing uh, volleyball team and the, and the Mark Pope and his basketball players are all in, in similar situations. So we're kind of all in this together and we're going to all figure this out. But, um, you know, just, um, you know, just one step at a time as, as things unfold. And, and things are in a, in a really fluid situation right now. I think the first thing that we as coaches do is is we kind of say, okay, what now? What's our next focus? What can we, what's our next goal? Since uh, the NCAA tournament has been, I mean, or the NCAA championships in our, in our case has been taken off and the outdoor season has been taken off the plate. What can we look for now to kind of work towards? And, and the Olympic trials is still out there, okay? Now, you know, day by day, again, fluid situation. We may find there's, I think there's uh, you know some some pressure, and I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe that the Olympic uh, Olympic Games in Tokyo are going to be postponed a year or two. Uh, but for the time being, they're still there. The Olympic trials are still an opportunity. So I think our our upper level athletes, the ones that probably were at the national championships, are now kind of refocusing or saying, okay, well let's try to get ready so that if this thing's run its run runs its course, then we can be there. We can be ready in June when the Olympic trials come up so in in many cases at least with our track and field athletes it's been a matter of uh finding another goal another thing for them to pursue and to keep them motivated and keep them going ed Istone on byu sports nation 2019 cross country national coach of the year mpsf indoor track and field coach of the year byu sports nation favorite coach of the year coach of the year oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> coach um Let's talk about – I'm, I'm intrigued with Whitney Orton. She's having a remarkable, remarkable season. Uh, what does the future hold for her once all of this uh, slows down and this, this pandemic is downgraded? Yeah, well, well, Whitney is one of those athletes that I think has a, a great professional career ahead of her, and also she has another year to come back and, and do some great things for us as well. Um, and that's one of, the, one of the stories that we were looking, looking at, that she had a great opportunity to win the 3,000 meters. Uh, and... Um, and so I think for her, yes, a real disappointment. But I had a chance to talk to her on the on the bus ride to the airport, um, and uh, she was just saying, you know, she she was going to come back. She was going to be stronger than ever. She was uh, she was kind of philosophical in her in her approach that uh, that she still has that talent. Talent is talent, and she's still going to have that opportunity in the future. Um, and so um, she she's an athlete that again, this was going to be her big coming out party in terms of a national championship, in terms of being able to win the three thousand meters. We had a very good uh, women's DMR, so I feel uh, feel you know uh, sorry for uh, Coach Taylor in that this was going to be an opportunity for her to win the national championship that they came so very close to doing uh, in cross country, and now this was going to have be, have a chance to to win the DMR. There was no way they were not going to uh, win that. So. It, Tough for t- tough for her, but you know her athletes in that DMR, they're all going to be back next year, and and I think uh, they'll have that opportunity next year. Who else do you want to highlight from track and field? Because there's so many good stories. Well, there. yeah, I mean, I, a guy like Brian Matthews, who's uh, he, he hadn't qualified for the indoor championships, but I'm sure was going to make it in the outdoor, uh, and he's a senior, and and is he going to be able to come back uh, in the decathlon and and make that? Talon Franco, who um, is is running so very well right now in the mile, he's a senior, and, and we I just that's one reason why I was a little late today, as we were talking about, okay, what do we do now? What's going to be our mileage? What's our what's our focus and 
our intensity. And uh, is he going to go professional? Uh, is there going to be a market for any professionals right now since, uh, since the tremendous uh, economic impact of what's going on right now? Uh, some of the shoe companies aren't going to be looking for to sign as many people. And without him having his senior season to post some, fa- uh, some fast times, is that even going to be a possibility for him? So, um, But I, I think he's prepared to kind of look at uh, maybe getting a double major coming back and having a phenomenal senior year. And if not, then we're going to give him opportunities, hopefully when things open up later in the summer, to run some fast times, to impress the shoe companies, to get the professional contract so he can continue on and pursue his Olympic dreams. Coach, it's great to have you in studio and uh, cathartic to talk through things. We appreciate you, oh, it is nice. you it, taking some time with us. You know what? Sport is the thing that, uh, that gets us through uh, tough times, and that's one of the difficult uh, things that I think all the athletes are going through right now because those have been canceled. But you know what? Wherever there's a playground, wherever there's a grass field, wherever there's a straight road for guys to run on, they're going to be able to go out and do those things to get them through. Even though it might not be organized in the NCAA fashion, it will be there because that is what keeps us going through and say and say hi to my guy michael bluth okay uh, yes every time i see a tweet i well quote mike, it with the rest and, of development well, and, michael, my favorite. And, and michael bluth is one of those guys uh who is is doing very well this seniors yeah. season and and uh you know he has some big things ahead of him but it's just a matter of refocusing our goals finding opportunities to do that and, and hopefully michael can do that awesome. as well okay coach. thanks coach Stay thank you guys happy. yeah okay coming up jake toolson in studio his reaction to no march men Plus, BYU spring football goes on hiatus. What does it mean? This is BYU Sports Nation. Listen to BYU Sports Nation on demand by downloading the podcast. Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. You have to say it like that, too, or it won't work. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. It is a Monday on BYU Sports Nation. Great to have you with us uh, amidst this coronavirus pandemic. Uh, just to reiterate, we'll be here as long as we can be. We're uh, we're finding that it is cathartic to talk through all the stories of these athletes, and we're just getting started with that, by the way. And yeah, we're going to exactly. talk to a lot of uh, current and former coaches and players. We have we have as scratched, long as we can scratch the surface, uh, quite literally. Let's keep it rolling, BYUSN, and get to the whip. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. The NCAA Selection Committee didn't release a bracket yesterday, but the final brackets for ESPN's Joe Lenardi and CBS's Jerry Palm both had BYU as a six seed. Athletics News. On Friday, the NCAA announcing they are planning to extend the eligibility of athletes in spring sports by one year to make up for the season loss. The spring sports include baseball, beach volleyball, men's and women's golf, men's and women's lacrosse, rowing, softball, men's and women's tennis, men's and women's track and field outdoor, and men's volleyball, as well as women's water polo. It's unclear if any additional year of eligibility will be granted to the winter sports athletes like basketball. Football. Cougars have canceled spring football indefinitely, and Pro Day, scheduled for March 27th, is also postponed. Our question of the day, did the NCAA do the right thing in saying they plan to extend the eligibility of spring sports athletes? Why or why not? The casual hippie on Twitter says, yes. Is there anyone thinking this isn't the right move? Yeah, no, this is absolutely right. It's just getting your reaction. Uh, Colonel James on Twitter, without knowing all the details, I think this is a great thing. These athletes have worked and trained hard to get to this point in their careers. An external force should not be something that should derail it. Yeah, an act of God like this, right? These athletes should have a second chance. And again, it's spring sports versus winter. Winter, uh, those are being in question. Spring, baseball and softball are 
kind of just started. Men's volleyball was more than halfway, but that is a spring sport. It's kind of defined by when you finish. So uh, that's why men's volleyball, which would have finished May 9th in Fairfax, Virginia, against Hawaii in four sets. With a national championship. Uh, that's, that's what happens. Yeah. Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, is there any consolation in a bracket simulation? And BYU basketball's Jake Toulson on what his basketball future holds. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation back to work on a Monday with Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Great to have you with us. We now welcome in BYU basketball senior guard forward Jake Toulson as part of our extensive coverage of what the whole world of sports means within the BYU realm. Jake, first and foremost, thanks for coming in. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, let's start here. How would you explain the last week in a few sentences? Oh, man, emotional. For sure, it's been, uh, it's just been, uh, I mean, being in Vegas and, and losing the way we did and then, you know, kind of sitting around where we're excited, you know, because we, we get to play more ball. We feel like we, we left uh, some on the table. And so we're excited thinking about, you know, where we're going to go and, and how we're going to do this thing, make a run and all that. And then, you know, we get the news and um, unfortunately, you know, our season's cut short and then, Boom, emotional, just, uh, yeah, it's a little overwhelming, but, you know, we, uh, we, you know we're, we made it through it. Let's talk about, and we heard from Mark Pope's um, side of kind of telling the team, right, you guys were in the film room, I guess. Yeah. What, was, what was that like when, because you thought this might be a possibility, but when yeah. the finality of it kind of happened, he said it was the worst locker room he's ever been in. For sure. I mean, I think we all kind of had maybe a little bit, of an idea of what could potentially happen. But for me, at least I was protecting myself and trying not to believe it. I was, you know, denying. yeah, exactly. You know, I don't want to face the fact that my season's over and that the tournament's going to get canceled. So for me, I was just denying it in, you know, deep down. Um, and then when it actually came true, it was just like, it was just, you know, I, some of us were talking and, and this is how we, we put it, you know, we fought all season long and and there was that light at the end of the tunnel. Even when things weren't going, you know, how we expected them or there was adversity, there was that light at the end of the tunnel because we were fighting to to do things at the end of the season, playing the NCAA tournament. And then it turns out the light at the end of the tunnel was a train and it ran us over. Like that's how it felt. So um it was it was really hard, um, really emotional in that moment. I think all of us were just really uh raw and 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 emotional and um yeah it was it was really difficult i imagine many of those feelings are still raw um so walk us through how you're coping with this what what are you doing to try and process through all of this yeah that's a good that's a good question um i think i think you know spending time with my family and um being with them they they really helped me get my mind off of things um but one thing that that we can do is we can reflect on on all the amazing things that we did this year. Like this this has been one of the the greatest years, you know, of a team that I can even think of. Um and to be a part of it, like that's 
that's that's so so amazing, so special. And so I think when I am feeling down and and when I'm you know sad and all that, I just try and think about all the things that we did, and and they can't take that away. Um, and and we'll be able to uh, reflect and to uh, think about all that for the rest of our lives. So so that's pretty cool. Has the finality of it uh, hit you? Like, uh, have you evolved in kind of the, the steps of dealing with this? Or are you still like, because part of me thinks, oh, no, like it hasn't fully set in because it's still fresh. Today was the day we'd be talking about. You're playing Indiana and Albany. You know, today yeah. would have been that day. I don't think so. I think it's going to take some time. Like yesterday, you know, supposed to be Selection Sunday. Today we're, you know, getting ready. Tomorrow I'm leaving. Um, I think, too, it's just, you're supposed to to walk off the court on your last game, you know. Like there's yep. no there's no closure. I mean, there is in in a different way now, but you know, I never got the chance to take my uniform off for the last time. I never got a chance to walk off with my brothers. Um, and so I think not having that closure is gonna make the process a little bit longer to to get to a place where I feel like, um, you know that. I, I I have that closure and and especially too that meeting on Thursday we that was the last time we were together as a team and and since it's just like everyone's been doing their own thing at home you know not supposed to come in not going to school so we don't see each other anymore it's like we we had so much left to do and and so much time to spend with each other like I I wasn't expecting it to end so fast I still I needed to get a little bit more out of this to to feel like I was ready to move on. But uh, in due time, I think uh, we'll get to a place where we can. Jake Toulson with us on BYU Sports Nation, senior guard forward for really what's been a magical team. Uh, Jake, what's the social media response been like for you with BYU fans um, going through all of this very fluid and unique situation? It's been it's been incredible. I think. Um, as sad as everyone is and, and as heartbreaking and, and hard and difficult as this whole situation is for everyone, because we were all in this thing together. We, we all had so much on the line. Um, I think just the overwhelming support and um, reflecting on what was one of the best years, you know, ever in this program. And for me personally, the best year of my life, I think, this this team is so special. I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to come back and and be a part of this. And um, you know, in in ten years, twenty years, when when I see these guys, you know, it's just going to be all love because we know that we we did things that nobody said we could, that nobody thought we could, and you know, we still had more to do, but um, we 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 have nothing to hang our heads about. We have nothing to to be sad about we can be sad that it's that it's over but nothing um nothing to feel bad about because what we did is is truly amazing and let's talk about that because i think there was some scar tissue from fans expectations going into the season as soon as you came and yoli came back we said that's an ncaa tournament team um and then as we got closer to the season it was like well we're afraid to expect the tourney because of the past four years but this team was clearly in like with a month to go 
And then it was what seed you're going to be, right? Which was exciting. So when did this team know that you could do this? Because every team talks that it can. But when did you know, okay, we can actually be pretty stinking good? I think, I mean, right right away, like right when we got together, when Yo when Yo announced he was coming back. that In May. Yeah, that changed things for, for everyone. We, we felt like, you know, um, on paper that we have a team that can really um, make some noise this year. Um, and, and then just as we, as we continued to grow and as we continued to, um, to work, I think we just grew more confidence of, of what we're, we're going to be able to do and what we're going to be able to accomplish, even despite all the adversity with, with y'all going down or, I mean, getting suspended, going down, Gav, Dalt, Zach, Trev, Zach, TJ, like it, it's, it's unreal. You think about like all the things that this team dealt with this year and, and to be where we were at the end, like that's just a testament to your ankle. Did you mention that one? Nah, my ankle was fine, yeah, but, bro, but, almost, but still, comical, but still, right? yeah, like we, it was almost like every time like good things were happening, like I, I just started to get anxious. I'm like, what's going to happen next? Because I felt like whenever we, you know, strung a, a few wins together or we were playing well and things were, feeling good boom adversity and I think that's kind of what made this team into what we were because we never like we never gave into it and we said you know what whatever comes our way we're gonna find a way so I think we can we can take what we learned this season and, and just attack the rest of our lives the same way and in a way you leveraged the the you know scar tissue, if you will, because going into the Gonzaga game, that wasn't one year's worth of excitement and anxiety and all that pent up. It was four years worth, yeah. and that was an amazing night that I think we'll all remember for the rest of our lives, right? For sure, it's taken on added significance. That's for sure. Absolutely, and yeah, I think. And we did party that night, like you said. <laughs> we sure did, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's truly incredible what what we were able to do, and um, there's there's no reason to 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 be sad. And, and I think um, you know everyone has their right to to kind of mourn and to grieve, and, and we've all done it, and and it helps. But um, really, if you just think about all the things that we did this year, there's no there's no way you can you know look back and say you know, that this season was, wasn't everything we expected it to be because it exceeded everyone's expectations. And uh, we, we made some, some memories for sure. Jake Toulson on BYU Sports Nation. I love how your coach said the only thing that stopped us was a pandemic as termed by the World Health Organization. And that's uh, quite the bulldog mentality to take. Um, you watched what your coach and Greg Gumbel and Seth Davis and Clark Kellogg put together. What were your emotions like when you saw that video uh, and, and heard those guys from, uh, you know, their national standpoint, say BYU in, in, a, in a pretend tournament release? Yeah, that was, that was awesome. I think at first I was like, dang, like I almost – would prefer not to see this just because it's like, oh, man, like we should be doing this. Like this should be real. This shouldn't be pretend. But after I got over that, it, it's just so cool. Like I, I grew up listening to those guys, those vo- those voices you hear, like so iconic, so legendary. And and to be, you know, for them to be talking about our team and, you know, projecting us to, to win games and to make a run, uh, 
it, it's it's super special. It's super cool. I think you know the the world the world was just starting. The national uh, scale and media was just starting to kind of put on. Uh, uh, we were just starting to get on their radar. A lot of people know you know what we did, but I think you know we were. There's no doubt in my mind that we were gonna you know go and, and win games, especially after you know how how we lost to St. Mary's and how heartbreaking that was. This team never lost two games in a row the whole season. That's wild. We responded every single time. So there was no doubt in my mind that we were going to make a run for sure. And we will uh we will carry the sweet 16 probability in our hearts forever, right? On this yeah. well. Well, uh let's finish with this. What's next for you? What's the next step? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it seems like there's so much change, uncertainty. Change a diaper is the next Yeah, thing that's remember. what's next for me, you know, be a dad, but no. Um obviously going to spend some time with my family and just um enjoy you know kind of having some more time on my hands but for me um we'll see there's seems like there's so much uncertainty right now with you know it's hard to even plan for anything but I want to keep playing and and so we'll start um, slowly getting back into things this week uh, ramping things up training and all that and then just um hopefully there's some some good opportunities for me out there to to keep playing and uh, we'll see kind of where that takes me. Jake, it's great to talk to you, man. It's been so fun to watch you play uh, this year and, and coming back to BYU. And like you said, so much uncertainty. Who knows what the NCAA is going to factor into all this as well uh, with uh, eligibility coming back and perhaps uh, some of your teammates decide they want to give it a go another year. But uh, when, they, when and if that comes, I'm sure we'll be talking to you. For sure. Thank you, guys. Okay. Thanks, Jake. Coming up, rise and shadow. Wow. What uh, – what a time. Is there a consult or consolation in a projected Sweet 16 run? We'll offer our opinion on that matter. We just asked Jake about it. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on a Monday. The show available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU Radio applications. And download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We have a buy or sell question now presented by the aforementioned Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Hit me. Uh, okay, I will do that. Buy or sell, Jerem. Sportsline's simulation having BYU as a Sweet 16 team as a consolation with no actual tournament played. Sell. No. No. Not real. It's nice. We were already thinking that potentially BYU could make a run, right? As a 6, you play an 11. That's a game you can definitely win. Sometimes 11 wins, whatever. I think BYU would have won that game regardless of who the opponent was. We'll never know. But then that next game, you're lining up with a 3 or a 14. Now that's a fun matchup. A top 12 team versus uh, BYU. Let's go. Uh, I go sell. I buy emotionally, but sell in reality. I'm buying it, man. I, I think this team was – they were built for March. This team was built for March. Uh, I, I know that the prospect of playing a Seton Hall in Albany, but again, it's all based on hypotheticals, right? Who knows – which three seed or which four seed BYU would be playing? Um, I I like BYU as a Sweet 16 team. I think they were. Well, very- I did too. I'm selling it because it's a thing called Sportsline, <laughs> the most unoriginal name of all time. <laughs> Hi, we're Sportsline. 
Are you just one line of sports? Yeah, I'm buying whatever they're called. Like I, <laughs> I, I am buying. I am buying the projections. I I really honestly believe BYU was more likely to make a Sweet 16 than not. Well, I do too. Yeah, we've been saying this for weeks. Okay. Yeah, uh, and they did. A, they they broke down by a score. They the BYU Let's down Stanford in the first round, seventy five seventy one. Yes, squeak by the three seed Seton Hall, the Pirates seventy six seventy four to advance to that Sweet Sixteen. These are all false. BYU scores eighty plus. And then point. they lose a heartbreaker to the two seed San Diego State seventy four seventy three. I saw a bunch of people Rematch. say, "There's no way BYU would lose to San Diego State again, and they'd have Yoli, and we would be in the Elite Eight. Well, UNLV and Utah State, two teams the BYU defeated, both beat San Diego State late in the season. Yeah, well, want to point ne- that out. Nevada had San Diego State on the ropes as well, and BYU beat Nevada and by thirty. Nevada. <laughs> yeah, BYU beat UNLV by thirty-three. How about that? Different time of the season. Well, lead eight then. Yeah, why not? Why stop at the Sweet Sixteen? <laughs> Our question. Seth Davis said Atlanta. Final four. As the sleeper. As the sleeper. CBS, huge fans of that video. (laughs) Our question of the day. Did the NCAA do the right thing in saying they plan to extend the eligibility of spring sports athletes? I think we can all agree that, yes, they they did the right thing. Yes. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, Tasha Sabi, says on Twitter. Tasha. Yes, of course. But now they really need to do something for the winter sports, too. It's even more heartbreaking for them to come so close to their goals. Speaking of BYU basketball. And have them ripped away, also including volleyball and gymnastics. I'm still completely crushed. Volleyball is a spring sport. They They're will good. have that chance. Um, gymnastics and basketball are winter. That one hurts. So, yeah, those. Now, basketball is interesting. Gymnastics, they had not gotten to the, you know, NCAA championships of any kind. They hadn't even competed in the conference championships. Right. So that's inter- an interesting combo to me. Yeah. Okay, today's, today's in Rise and, sh- Rise and Shoutouts. Mine goes to uh, Emily and Matt Bushman. Uh, they announced over the weekend they are uh, pregnant. Congratulations. Specifically, Emily. Uh, congratulations to them. That's very exciting for uh, the Bushman family. That's awesome. Very cool. My, and, and wait, this will be first kid for uh, Chad, right? First grandchild. Grand, sorry, grandchild. Yeah, that's exciting. First grandchild. For the Lewises as well. Yes, the Bushmans, uh, class of 2039. Yeah, dude. And, of course, Michelle. My rise and shout goes to Tyler Haas. He's stuck in Spain in quarantine. His basketball Fuck season indefinitely suspended. He sent out a story on Instagram last night of people clapping in all the high-rise apartment buildings, just like this extended cheer to create some positivity. I like that a lot. Yeah, so stay safe, Ty. for those working in hospitals, I think, Chris. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Our thanks to today's guests, Ed Ison and Jake Toulson. Sorry to Dennis. No time, bro. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to all of you. Be safe. Stay healthy. See you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation.